Well, hello, everyone. Our guest today is from the commercial real estate industry. Dave Marcinkowski is a partner at Madeira Residential. Uh, he's also a Forbes Real Estate Council member. Dave, it's a pleasure to have you on the Get in the Mode podcast. Thanks, David. It's good to be here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so, Dave, for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about Madeira Residential, uh, perhaps your role in Madeira and Quext? Sure. So, uh, Madeira Residential is our commercial real estate company. Uh, we're a vertically integrated multifamily operator, buy, sell, manage apartments. Um, I oversee the day-to-day -day operations for the company. I'm the partner in charge of that. Um, and we started about four and a half years ago, a company called Quest, which is a technology company that supports our real estate. So we started building apartment so technology solutions for apartment operators. Um, I'm, gonna proper, I'm an operations junkie and was just kind of getting frustrated with the state of the industry and the solutions that were coming out in that space. So we decided to kind of go do it ourselves. We've created about, we've got a number of different products that we're using internally and then ultimately bringing out to the marketplace. That's awesome. So is your background more on the operations and then now, you know, kind of adopting tech for operations to enable operations? Is that, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, I mean, I got, I mean, I have a degree, my, my degree is in economics and accounting. Um, and I got in the, I got in multifamily kind of by accident um, when I first got out of college and really started off in the accounting realm. And then I moved into a training role and I've trained everything from leasing to maintenance to managers. And I did that for a number of years and then really started taking on more of a leadership role in operations. Um, worked for a company called Ed Rose and Sons, which is a top 15 company in our space up in Michigan, where I'm from, uh, for three or four years. And then I moved to Chicago, worked for a great company called Marquette Management out of, out of uh, Chicago area, Naperville, Illinois. And then moved over to uh, Madeira. I met my wife. She's from West Texas. So we moved down here and met my partners. And we started this little company called Madeira back in 2008. We bought our first property. Now we own and manage over 14,000 apartment units across Texas. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, certainly big growth right there. Um, so tell us, um, you know, a little bit about the challenges, you know, unique challenges for property management uh, under our current uh, market and economic conditions. Yeah, I mean, well, COVID, COVID was a challenge for us. Um, we've kind of had a bullseye in the multifamily, a lot, of, a lot of real estate, but multifamily, these eviction moratoriums have made it really challenging for us to to be successful in in in, in our prop with our properties. Um, you know, finally, just in the last really this month of May, finally starting to see some of the federal monies hit to help people who to pay their rent. Um, what we've seen is is the, the core not the core assets, the A properties. Very little effect COVID had. People were still paying their rent and, and whatnot. The Bs, you know, noticeable, manageable. Uh, when you get into the C properties, it, it was it's been remarkably challenging. And I think there's a lot of operators that are hurting. And, and I don't I want to make sure. Don't get me wrong. We want to help our residents out. We want to do all we can, but we're also trying to run a business. And in today's environment, you know, when you can only collect 80% of the total revenue build, it becomes challenging. And uh, so, you know. Some things like PPP, I think, helped some people and whatnot, but it has been probably the most challenging 15 months that I've seen in our industry. You add to it something like we're down in Texas, the polar vortex that we experienced back in February on Valentine's Day, that week of Valentine's Day. I mean, absolute nightmare for multifamily operators. You know, you've you've got you know huge you know you've got 
no electricity of properties leads to no heating, which leads to birch pipes and all kinds of other challenges. So definitely a different time. And yeah. uh, it's good to see us to, to you know, people getting back to work. Yeah. Good to see some, you know, the, the, the 50 billion that was put into the last CARES Act um, that it's starting to come out. That's been distributed like where I'm at Texas, but each state got their fair share of the money and that money started to finally flow to help pay for um, people who literally some people haven't paid rent for 12, 13, 14 months. Right. Yeah. You know, what are some pivots uh, that you've had to you talked a little bit about the PPP, the CARES Act and all of that. Right. You know, as a company, as Madeira, what have you guys had to do to, you know, somehow run this as a business? Yeah, I think, you know, we we have a very purpose-driven approach to business. We have our core values are Christ, community, and Kanai. And, you know, you talk about this until we're blue in the face, but really take a view of, you know, trying to help people out the best we can. And if you do the right thing, profitability will come. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did early on with the, with um, with COVID was we we incentivized people to pay their rent. Um, so we would give people if you paid your rent by the end of the month. So we did we got rid of late fees and all that stuff. You weren't going to collect them anyway, so why bother? But if you paid your rent by the end of the month, we would give you fifty dollars off your month's rent, be used for whatever you want to. And we had a lot of success with that. We had a lot of people who really appreciated. You know, we closed our offices like a number of places did, but yeah, we still try to provide services the best we can. And we have continued to do, you know, those were those were things we did for the first, say, four or five months of COVID. And then as things started to slowly open back up, including our offices, you know, we still try to always help people do the right thing. So as we got into this point where we've got, you know, subsidy dollars out there that we can go get, um, you know, instead of just pointing our residents in a direction, we started having pizza parties and bringing them in and helping them fill out their paperwork um, and doing some of those kinds of things um, to help people uh, improve themselves. One of the things, you know, from a technology standpoint, um, what we've taken the approach that internet is the fourth utility for multifamily. So why not go out and try to negotiate the best deal possible for the people who live at your property? That's what we did. We started this Quex company. We have a product called Quex Connect. And so we, we'll take like our, our Dallas market. We're either bringing you 300 megs up and down broadband speed for $50 a month, or depending on the relationship we had with a cable provider and the contracts that existed on the properties, 300 megs up and down plus 200 digital channels for $89 a month. Wow. Well, well, our residents were paying you know 150 to $200 a month. We've cut their bill in half. We're giving them a product that's that's better than the marketplace. The property owner, yes, we make we make profit on that on that deal. That's been a that's been a great thing for us. But what we did is we helped our residents out. We we brought them something they need. So as we were going through COVID, that allowed us the opportunity to say, you know what, we're not going to charge you for your cable and internet this month. You just get it for free. Um, it was a loss to us, but it also sent the message that like we're in this thing together. We know that you're stuck at home. We know that you need this. So we're gonna we're gonna make this available to you. And what that created, I think, is loyalty and people who want to live at our properties and people who now are sitting there and saying, hey, you know, think times are tough, but I can afford my rent. I want to make sure I pay that. And, I, you know, based on what I've talked to with a number of my friends in the industry, I think we ended up better than most. Yeah, and I, I think that's a great point you're making. Num- number one, a lot of people are working from home. So, you know, obviously being connected is the number one priority in this uh, in these times. And the second part to this is is also something to be said about retention, right? You know, 
apartments suffer, multifamily suffers hugely from turnover and, you know, kind of getting people to come in is, you know, there's a big uh, budget that you have to, money that you have to spend to get people to come in, rebook, right? So uh, yeah. that's that by itself is uh, savings right there. So that's definitely a huge thing. Uh, you know, talk to us about Quext. Um, you know, I, you have different solutions. Tell us a little bit about the, the suite of solutions that are available with Quext. I mentioned Quext Connect. So our industry is used to negotiating a deal with a cable provider and getting like a revenue share based off penetration on that property. And, you know, it depends, but, you know, what we would see on a, on a good quarter, we're making a couple hundred bucks a month, maybe. And what we said was, well, that, you know, we were blessed. We were able to connect with some people in the telco industry and be able to bring them on board to our team. But we said, well, what if we look at that differently? What if we look at this from a standpoint of offering what we think our residents need and use our size to be able to negotiate something better for them that they that they want and make it available? Now, they have to use our service. They can still go and add on to something on top of it. But when they move in, they got to know, like, hey, the great news is it's on when you move in. And the total convenience it just works. It's a part of your rent. You're not to pay two bills. You know, the bad news is, is that you got to use our product. We were afraid at the time. We're like, man, I'm, I'm, we're worried that people are more interested in choice than convenience. And, you know, the, the, the story that what I can tell you is that's totally not the case. People prefer convenience over choice. Give them something that they need, they want, that's good enough for them or better than what they can get on their own. And people will go that route. And so we, we've, we've got that solution. We've been doing great with that solution. Um, we got into IoT. So we looked at the market and the in, in Internet of Things. And we wanted to bring smart thermostats and locks to our industry. Um, there's, there's, there's a dozen, 12, 15 vendors out there that are doing that. If you look at them, there's some commonalities there. One, you got to have a hub, a third piece of equipment that controls those devices. With a hub comes complexity and comes cost. Two, um, you got to have a Wi-Fi network or a cellular network to control those devices. And um, really, there was a third issue that, was a, that we didn't like, which was um, it was really best suited for new construction. Easier to install in a new deal than it is to retrofit an existing deal. So we, we were like, you know, we want to build something that's easy to install, that can be retrofitted anywhere, that only that doesn't require a hub and that complexity that doesn't rely on Wi-Fi or cellular. That's what we did. And so we went out and we found um, some incredible people to come work with us. And we built a smart thermostat that was also the hub. So instead of eliminating that product, we just merged it with the thermostat itself, um, which took away some of the electricity issues. Like if you got a hub, you got to put it somewhere where there's electricity. Well, in multifamily, there's electricity coming to your thermostat. And so there's enough electricity there to control our device. Boom, check that box. Yeah. Two, we made it really easy to install. Like our stuff, a maintenance person can install on turns. Um, the lock is a Schlage lock, um, but we went out and we scoured the, the universe of locks and found a great partner in Legion and uh, with a product that was easy to install where a person can install both our products in under 30 minutes. So we have, wow. we're actually we're actually trending closer to 20 minutes and 30 minutes. So we think we can get that down even further. Um, and then the third thing was no need for Wi-Fi or cellular. We went out to a, an old technology, but um, called LoRaWAN technology. And LoRa, L-O-R-A stands for Long Range Wide Area Network. Um, it was It's being used in uh, places like uh, agriculture um, with farming. Being able to put sensors around a farm to be able to pick up if there's enough moisture hitting certain areas or what the level of moisture is. Uh, we were like, well, why can't you use that to send small packets of information like open my door, change my thermostat, do all those kinds of things. And we did it. And we're 
really excited about it. We have it in a number of our properties right now, and we're just now starting to bring it out to the marketplace. But you know, if you look at the rest of the industry, you're talking about spending you know, 700, 800 to 1000 dollars on equipment. You're talking about a monthly subscription in the six to eight dollar per unit per month. Uh, our costs are half that. Um, it is four under four hundred dollars for the equipment, and it's uh, four dollars or less on the monthly subscription. And we think we have a better product. We have a more secure product. Uh, good luck trying to hack a LoRa network. It's not like you're packing Wi-Fi or anything else. It's very challenging. And uh, there's all kinds of data that you can read about there. And so we think we're going to disrupt that market with, with that product. Um, you know, one of the things is we've kind of gone down this road. We realize there's a whole lot of opportunity for disruption in our space. And I could talk for an hour and, and all the whys behind that. But we also have built our own property management software. Um, everything, you know, you would expect accounting, leasing, maintenance, right. and all of the above. Madeira, our our properties have been on it since January of 2019. We have been seasoning it for prime time uh, to bring it out to the market, which you'll see sometime sometime probably this year. Um, it's probably ready today, but we're we're kind of taking a, a slow approach to that. Um, we also have created uh, a website product, and with it, we think is really the first of its kind digital digital leasing agent. So there's all kinds of chatbots. You know, I can type in something and some canned text comes back to me. Right. What we wanted to build was an artificial intelligence where it was dynamic. It was able to it was able to react to what was being said and provide different, like as if you're talking to a real person. Right. We partnered with an incredible company called Soul Machines out of New Zealand. A couple of guys who work with Peter Jackson, the Hobbit movies, to create the facial, the digital person. Yeah. And then it's our brain. It's the Madera's brain that's inside of that. And uh, you can go to any Madera website right now and you can actually interact with either Mia or Jordan. Um, it's kind of nuts. You turn your camera on, you turn your microphone on and you talk to what is clearly not a human, but very well looks like a, a person. Um, and what's crazy about it is, is that she is watching your facial features and listening to the tone of your voice. If you chose, if you smile, she'll smile back. If you show signs of frustration, she will actually adjust her conversation to try to win you over, just like you would expect if you're dealing with a real leasing agent. The only difference is our leasing agent is 24-7, bilingual, doesn't get COVID. Um, you know, you can talk, you know, talk to wherever you want to, whenever you want to. And the use cases that we're bringing out with her, we have, it's, it's kind of crazy what our team over there is doing with her. We really think any, our, our view of the world is anything that is predictable, we can synthesize. Anything that is exceptional, we're going to humanize. So mm -hmm. people, are, I, I got interviewed by a Fox News affiliate from New York about six months ago. And the question, the first question, the thing they really want to stay on is, are you trying to eliminate jobs? And I'd say the exact opposite. What we're trying to do is provide the kind of jobs for people that, that bring meaning and purpose to be able to provide the exceptional. And we're going to take off all the mundane, put that into the digital world. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to the CIO at uh, TGIFs earlier and, you know, hospitality is changing too. Like, you know, waiters are no more order takers. They're kind of becoming like experience officers, so to yeah. speak. When you walk in, they kind of greet you. They know about a little bit about you. Maybe it's your birthday that you're there for having a meal, you know, bring your favorite drink, right? How cool is that? Like, you know, they're adding more value as humans rather than doing monotonous, mundane, laborious things, right? So I, I think you're making a great point there. Uh, and it's very exciting to see the set of products uh, that you're bringing in with Quext. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned
a, a word disruption like talk to us about property management disruption that's happening in that space um i know you said you could go on for hours i certainly we will certainly have you come back but can you briefly touch upon um you know some disruption uh, elements that are happening in that in that space thank you for listening to our conversation with dave marsinkowski partner at madera this is the end of part one Coming up on part two, we talked to Dave about leading innovation, building that mindset and culture at the executive level. You don't want to miss part two. Join us.